Welcome to the Not Old Better Show, Smithsonian Associates Interview Series. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 348. Today's show is brought to you by StoryWorth.com. As part of our Smithsonian Associate Series, we are joined today by author and Stoicism scholar James Rom. James Rom will be appearing at the Smithsonian Associates Program May 10th, 2019, and his presentation is entitled Seneca and Stoicism, an Ancient Philosophy's Modern Relevance. In recent decades, ancient Stoicism has served as the basis of therapeutic movements, especially cognitive behavior therapy, and as a guide to the good life for thinkers like Michael Foucault and Martha Nussbaum. Our guest today, classicist James Rom, explores the version of Stoicism transmitted to the modern world by Seneca the Younger, a Roman moralist who lived in the time of Nero and served that emperor as chief advisor and spokesperson, but understood the issues of real-world anger and the power to defeat it. Let's get rid of anger's evil. Let's purge the mind, tear out by the roots that which would grow back if any small pieces hang on anywhere. Let's not just restrain our anger, but expunge it altogether. For what restraint can there be when we're dealing with evil? We will have the power to do it, provided we make the effort. Nothing will aid us more than the contemplation of our mortality. Let's say each to each other and to ourselves, what joy is there in proclaiming our grievances and wasting our brief lifespan as though we were born to live forever? What joy in taking the days that could be devoted to honorable pleasures and devoting them instead to someone's pain and torture? Such days aren't disposable. We don't have spare time to squander. Why have we rushed into a fight? Why bring quarrels on ourselves? Why take up huge hatreds, forgetful of our own weakness, and though breakable ourselves, be roused to break others? Soon a fever or some other bodily ill will put a stop to the enmities that we maintain with a resolute mind. Soon death will intervene to halt the most bitter contest. That, of course, is our guest today, award-winning, best-selling author, James Rom, reading from Seneca's Meditation on How to Keep Your Anger in Check. You can see James Rom at the Smithsonian Associates Program presenting Seneca and Stoicism, an ancient philosophy's modern relevance, May 10th, 2019. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, author, Stoicism scholar, James Rom. James Rom, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking to you. I think this is an important subject. We're going to be talking about Stoicism and Seneca, and we'll get into both of those, but maybe tell us briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. I'm going to be speaking about Stoicism in modern life, its use as a guide to life and um, a self-help philosophy, if you like, uh, and also the ways that it helped or did not help one of its earliest practitioners, Seneca the Younger, uh, a philosopher of first century Rome who tried to use Stoicism as his guide to life and uh, discovered some of its limitations. Thank you for that. So why is Seneca, uh, specifically Seneca the Younger, so important to Stoicism? He's one of the primary sources. The Greeks were the originators of Stoicism, but most of their texts have been lost and those that survive are very dry and not very accessible. 
So the Romans took it over from the Greeks and developed it along their own lines. And it's their text that we primarily look back to when we want to understand how Stoicism worked. Uh, Cicero was um, the first to really explore it in his writings, and uh, after him, Seneca. And then uh, third and most popular in the modern world is Marcus Aurelius, the um, emperor of the second century AD. So these three Roman writers are our best sources for this Greek school of philosophy. So if we jump forward to today, certainly Stoicism is having a moment, and we hear the phrases getting centered and being fully present, living in the moment, all of those kinds of things. What is it about Stoicism that is so popular today? What is it that we can learn from Stoicism that we can even apply in our lives? So the phrases that you mentioned, uh, uh, getting centered, being in the moment, um, there are many schools of philosophy and religious movements that would advocate those things. Uh, Stoicism um, goes a little further and uh, talks about the role of emotion in human life and um, our bond with nature and uh, the need to use reason as a guide to action, uh, the importance of virtue as a goal of action. And these things, I think, are uh, very gratifying to um, well, throughout time, but uh, especially in the modern world, which has lost so many of its guideposts to ethical action. Uh, we no longer have uh, ethics as a subject in high school the way that we used to. And um, most people don't uh, think in ethical terms on a regular basis in daily life. But uh, Seneca and the Stoics tell us that uh, that really is the source of happiness. And uh, we're all looking for the source of happiness. So um, this has continued to be a, a living philosophic tradition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm a Star Trek fan. Uh -huh. And it would seem that Spock would be a Stoic. Is that an example of somebody, a Vulcan that might be a Stoic? Are all Vulcans Stoics? Spock is not a bad exemplar. He caricatures the um, feature of Stoicism that most people think of when they call someone a Stoic or when they say, you know, be Stoical. That means to most people, suppress your anguish, don't show um, pain or sorrow, uh, keep a stiff upper lip. And the Stoics did de-emphasize the importance of emotion and actually suggested that emotions are bad for your uh, philosophic state of mind. So in that sense, Spock um, uh, blows up to sort of almost comical proportions, mm -hmm. the uh, suppression of emotion and the reliance on logic or reason, as the Stoics would say, as uh, the guide to action. Um, he leaves out a lot of things that the Stoics uh, advocated so he's only a very partial representative. But um, but yes, he does have some stoic features. And he was perfectly at peace until his human half asserted <laughs> itself. And then he became a sort of conflicted character 
uh, and there were many episodes that involved the split in his soul between the, the human and the Vulcan. Hi, it's Paul. We'll be right back with our guest, classicist and stoicism scholar, James Rom. You know, everybody has a story to tell. And in every family, there is usually one family member who always tells the best stories. And our sponsor today, StoryWorth.com, has a unique way to keep those stories alive in your families. In my extended family, my mom, almost 90, is our official keeper of stories. So for Mother's Day this year, I've given my mom a year subscription to StoryWorth so that she can easily record family stories like the time in our family when my dad would take my two sisters and I out fishing, but we'd stop along the country road and scream at the top of our lungs at cows. No reason for the screaming, but we did it. (laughs) And for some reason, we laugh about it still. My family is scattered across the United States, so StoryWorth helps us cherish that story and many others with our own growing families. With StoryWorth, you can invite unlimited number of family members to receive the stories, which is fantastic for bigger families. StoryWorth allows you to save and edit each story among family members, so if you forget a detail or two, as I might, my sisters will jump in and revise for safekeeping. It's really true. Stories are a great way to connect with your family. Stories are a great way to stay in touch, pass along family history, all of which helps families bond and builds bridges despite geographic distances. Sharing stories amongst family preserves family memories, giving each member of the family a treasured gift to pass along to their future families. StoryWorth does this so well, and StoryWorth is so well thought out. The website includes these great prompting questions like, what are some of your favorite family traditions? What inventions have had the biggest impact on your day-to-day life? And who are the funniest people in your family? And tons more suggestions. The questions, the suggestions, they're awesome. But so is the card that I could design on the StoryWorth website to send to my mom, alerting her of the gift. Just fantastic. This is a great Mother's Day gift. And right now, dear Not Old Better Show audience, you can get $20 off by visiting storyworth.com slash notoldbetter and subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash notoldbetter. But what could be better than your family stories and StoryWorth makes it so easy. Plus, you'll get access to your own printed book. You choose the cover design to customize in full color or in black and white. I saw the book and it is beautiful. Remember, that's storyworth.com slash notoldbetter. Check it out for $20 off your subscription. Now back to our guest, James Rom. We are with James Rom, a professor at Bard College. James Rom will be presenting Seneca and Stoicism in Ancient Philosophy's Modern Relevance on Friday, May 10th. James Rom is here with us today talking about Stoicism. James Rom, there's so much that we can't control in our lives today, and, and our lives really seem a bit out of control. Can we shift our thinking to being less vulnerable to stress around us? And didn't Seneca himself fail to hold up against uh, some of his own emotions. So how, how do we do that today? So uh, Seneca, uh, for those of your listeners who don't know anything about him, he lived at the center of Roman imperial politics in the age of Nero. In fact, he was chief minister to Nero for about 10 years. So he was in a particularly vulnerable place uh, 
in terms of his personal safety and an extremely stressful place in terms of his daily life. And um, for the Roman upper class, Stoicism served as a way to escape the um, less, the more unpleasant aspects of their political existence. They had lost their freedom under the empire and uh, they were subject to the whims of uh, an emperor who might go mad, as Nero eventually did. So Stoicism trains the eye to look beyond political life, beyond the landscape in front of us, look to the stars, to the universe, to higher things, uh, to the natural world, which is always a source of happiness for the Stoics and which is allied with reason, and reason is the primary source of happiness. Um, the constants in the universe that uh, are sublimely good and uh, not subject to the ebb and flow of uh, political fortune. So this is uh, very relevant in our world where we're constantly bombarded by stimulus, especially from the political world, and uh, much of it brings us unhappiness, much of it is stressful, but uh, uh, we see a picture of a black hole and we remember that uh, things have been going on in the universe for billions of years. Uh, and in that perspective, uh, none of these daily things really matter terribly much. And that is a great comfort for many people. Uh, James Rom, final question for you. The real world scenario of anger seems to be the most relevant uh, to the value of Stoicism. And uh, you've written a book, um, The How to Keep Your Cool, an Ancient Guide to Anger Management book. How specifically does Stoicism help us with anger? And what tips can you suggest for managing our anger better? Well, I should just correct you a bit that I didn't write the book. I just translated excerpts from Seneca's work on anger mm. and introduced it. So it's really Seneca's work, not mine. Mm -hmm. But um, to, to answer the question, um, uh, the first step comes with realizing how dangerous anger is. And this is something we're not taught in popular culture or in popular ethics. Anger is usually treated as a source of strength. And you go to the movies or you watch um, drama on television, and most of the heroes, the characters we're supposed to admire, are ones who can channel their anger uh, or who even lose control under the impulse of anger. And those kind of outbursts are generally celebrated by popular culture. But in fact, Seneca would tell us they're very harmful and they impede our ability to reason and they disrupt our connection to the natural world and to uh, the source of reason, which is divine, ultimately. And um, they make us unhappy. So once we realize that, it's um, the start of a process of training the mind to disregard um, insults, provocations, frustrations, things that would normally uh, stimulate anger and uh, 
remind oneself that uh, this is not where happiness lies. James Rahm will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program, Seneca and Stoicism in an Ancient Philosophy's Modern Relevance. Thank you so much for your generous time today, uh, James Rahm. We really appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing you on Friday, May 10th. And we're going to put into practice some of these things, but we'll look forward to learning more when we see you on uh, May 10th. But thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to James Rahm at the Smithsonian Associates Program presenting Seneca and Stoicism, an Ancient Philosophy's Modern Relevance, May 10th, 2019, at the Ripley Center in Washington, D.C. More details available on our website. Thanks to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. And thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.